Greetings, this is Carl. If you're at all like me, you probably have a list of things that you've always wanted to do, but haven't done. In fact, you may even use that phrase. If you run into, if you're having a conversation with a friend and they mention that they just did or are going to do one of those things that's on your list too, you may even say to them, oh man, I've always wanted to do that. Now, I'm super curious about that list because I've got a list like that of things that I've always wanted to do. And we are in the middle of doing one of them. We, as a family, were moving to New Zealand for a year. And living abroad has always been on my list. And I know it's been on my wife's list since the day she was born, I think. And our kids are excited about it too. And what I'm super curious about is how hard it actually is to do one of these big things that you've had on your list. There are all the physical realities, right? Moving out of a house, finding a storage unit, selling cars. Where's the dog going to go? All of those things. There are the financial realities, which are not easy for us at all. It's taking some real sort of risk to do this clearly because we don't know exactly how it'll work out. Maybe the better word is things are uncertain. We don't know exactly how it'll work out. But beyond the physical and financial realities of it, what's far more fascinating to me is the psychological sort of emotional reality. It's the two to three times a day, literally, I sort of kind of wake up and say, what are we doing? Like, can we, can we call this off yet? <laughs> and what happens is there's this little voice in my head. I, I imagine it's the same for you. That when I say, like, we're going to do this thing, especially at the beginning of us making this decision, which was only like four or five weeks ago or six weeks ago, early on, particularly, this voice was screaming. And I think it's the voice that's trying to protect me a little bit because, you know, this is all uncertain and that voice doesn't like uncertainty. And the one big appeal that it makes most consistently is look around. No one else is doing this. What are you doing? And it even says things like, who gave you permission? Who do you think you are to do something like this? Who gave you permission? Nobody else does this. Now, of course, it's interesting because the voice is appealing almost to peer pressure and saying, look around, nobody else is doing it. And one of the first ways I have learned to combat that voice is to say, whoa, whoa, you're wrong. Look, now in sort of the information age, we've got plenty of examples of people who are living abroad, you know, working location independent jobs, sort of nomadic lifestyles. There's plenty of examples of even, you know, large families doing it and single single people and couples, there's plenty of examples. But that's not what's important. So fighting that voice with peer pressure examples is not what's important. What I've learned is far more effective for me is to say, hey, Mr. Voice, (laughs) I hear you loud and clear. And that may be true, but I'm going to give myself permission to do it. We've gone through a reasonable financial plan for this all to work out. I mean, is it guaranteed? No, because nothing is. Neither is staying here and you know, keeping my job. That's not guaranteed either. We've gone through a reasonable financial plan. We've made all the preparations physically, and they're coming together 
at sort of lightning speed because they have to. You know, we've figured out logistically what has to happen. And so it's okay for me to say to that voice in my head, listen, brother, thanks for your help, but I've given myself permission to do it. That seems to be far more effective. And I think it's what we're all looking for. We're sort of all looking for some external sort of person to come down and kind of wave their wand and give us permission, grant us permission to do that one thing we've always wanted to do. And again, it's not about New Zealand. Please don't get me wrong. It's not about that. It's about the thing you've always wanted to do. Maybe it's ride your bike across the Golden Gate Bridge. Maybe it's sell your art. Maybe it's write that novel. Whatever it is, it's that one thing you've always wanted to do. And the little voice in your head says, you, don't, you can't do that. And you, rather than responding in kind with rational arguments, realize, hey, Mr. Voice, thank you for your help in the past. You've helped keep me alive in some situations. But I got this. I'm giving myself permission to do it. I would love to hear stories from you as you've looked at those that list of things that you've always wanted to do how have you given yourself permission to do it how have you come up with the sort of courage and the the uh, the guts if you will to make that decision send them to me i'm super excited to hear about the tips and tricks you may have used to find permission you know, whether you gave it to yourself or you used a coin flip to do it, whatever it was that you did to gain permission to do something that you've always wanted to do. I want to hear those stories. So please send them to me. My email address is hello at beingcarl. Hello at beingcarl.com. And that wraps up another audio portion of this week's Sketch Guy column.